0: everybody and welcome back to DW Sports. I of course am your host Will Feller and today is a Saturday episode. We just talked about the NBA finals so you know I kind of got to mix it up a little bit man. Um, There's really nothing else on besides baseball and NHL is wrapping up as well except I don't really watch too much of those. Of course I could Give you guys an episode if the viewers really wanted it, but right now that's not what really my expertise is in, or I wouldn't even say my expertise. I don't follow baseball or hockey that much, you know, I can name as many players in those leagues as I could in the NFL or the NBA or even college football or college basketball. Speaking of college football, though, that is what we're going to be talking about today and not just specifically college football. We are going to be talking about Indiana football specifically But before I do that, make sure you're following our social medias. How are you going to keep up with our show if you don't follow our social medias, right? Our Instagram and our Twitter is at DW Sports with two S's on the end. A giveaway will be coming soon, so make sure that you're following our Instagram and Twitter. Hence, if you want one of these bucket hats right here, I would suggest you go follow our Instagram and Twitter. Our TikTok is at... DW underscore sports, as well as our Snapchat. And our email is dwsportsshow at gmail.com. Now, Indiana football has been up and down the past two years. And if you're watching on YouTube, I know I have an Indiana flag right there. And I really don't know what happened to it. If you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, I have it hung up on the wall behind me and it fell down, and the things that I used to hang it up, one out of the two things, um, like push pins, they I don't know where the other one went. I looked all for it. I seriously have no idea where it went. So I just took it down, and I'll probably get two push pins later, but you can still see the DW Sports flag behind me. I gotta rep DW Sports. Should I make this bucket hat Um, every show thing? I don't know. Let me know. But Indiana football, as I was saying, the past two years have been up and down. 2020 went really, really well. It was probably the best performance I've ever seen Indiana football play in my life, in a season's worth of play, I mean. And honestly, it could, could have been that way for some of your parents and grandparents too. These guys in the past have been trash. They have been trash. But 2021, we all thought this could be our second year in a row where Tom Allen and the Hoosiers could really prove everybody wrong and like show the world that, oh my Lord, Indiana football is actually a good program. However, that wasn't the case at all. They ended up winning two football games against Idaho and Western Kentucky, and they are on the schedule this year. And we're just going to be going through. Each of Indiana's games and kind of breaking them down, saying win or loss and a score prediction for each of them. Funny thing is, our first game is a Big Ten game against Illinois. That doesn't really, it doesn't really happen very often. I know you usually start with non-conference games, but that's not the case. We play Illinois on a Friday night, 8 p.m., I believe. And that is on September 2nd in Bloomington. Hopefully, I can get down to that game. If you guys remember, though, what was funny, our first interview here on DW Sports, we interviewed Michael Ziemba, a defensive end to IU, and it's past our two-year anniversary now, so it was a long time ago we interviewed him, and our interviews are getting more and more better, um, likable now, I should say, but two-year anniversary, of DW sports was on June 8th. So I'm really, that's something that I'm really proud of. And I'm not going to stop until I achieve whatever my goals are. Anyways, Illinois, what's the spread on that game? I believe that it's IU minus four. Let me go and check on ESPN really fast, but IU, the biggest question for them this season is who's going to be their quarterback, right? Is it going to be Jack Tuttle? Is it going to be Connor? Bella, Zach, or whatever, the Mizzou transfer. Is it going to be Donovan McCoy? I've heard talks that Donovan McCoy is switching to wide receiver. But out of those three guys, um, that's really the biggest question on IU football, is who is going to be taking snaps for the Hoosiers this year? Michael Penix transferred to Washington, obviously. And I don't know how Hoosier fans feel about that, IU fans, let me know down below in the comment section, what do you feel about Michael Penix transferring? Do you like that he's gone or do you want him on the team still? Because he lit it up in 2020, did really well, and then 2021 kind of went down. And I feel like that was kind of because of his injuries. He injured his knees so many times, knees slash knees. I thought that he was kind of scared to run. And by scared, I mean, If there is an open lane, he was going to take it, but he's not aggressive in running for lanes as he would be two years ago because he's too worried about injuring his knee. His freshman year, his true freshman year, he redshirted because he tore his ACL. And then his redshirted freshman year, he tore his ACL again. And then sophomore year was the first year that he started for the Hoosiers and he got hurt again. And then last year, he got hurt again. So it's just unfortunate because they're all knee injuries. Every time he got injured was knee injuries. He tore his ACL in the Maryland game, and then he had something with the Penn State. We were playing at Penn State last year. It wasn't really much of a game when he got injured, but it's still something to keep an eye out for because he – was a great quarterback for us. So now I don't know who it's going to be. He's at UW now, University of Washington. But Connor, I'm not even going to try to say his last name again, Jack Tuttle or uh, Donovan McCauley is going to be the starting quarterback for us week one. And that could change. As for Illinois, they're just not a good football program either, right? I mean, they're really all basketball just like indiana although they have been better than indiana in the past few years in basketball okay i got the spread here it's minus five and a half iu okay they already came up with the spread and the over under 48 and a half which means 49 and up could be the over under there five minus five and a half see i I kind of want to know more about each team before I could give you guys a true thought on that bet. You know, because I don't know who's starting for Illinois. I don't know all the 22 of their positions. I don't know who's their studs, who's their weak links on offense and defense. I, you, I still got to know our final depth chart. I mean, it's summertime still. It's summertime. And so that's why this is my, breaking down to their schedule, but it's still way, way too early because I don't know what our final depth chart is going to look like. Coach Allen could have somebody starting at the current moment. And by the time the season starts, he could be third string. That's how you never really predict something until it's really up to date or a few days back before that date. But I'm going to go ahead and do it anyways because I love my Hoosiers and it's the off season and there's really nothing else to talk about, but minus five and a half for the Hoosiers really depending on who our quarterback is. I don't know. I, I really don't know. I I can't give you an honest opinion on that. I would like to say Hoosiers minus five and a half because I'm a Hoosier fan. You know what I'm saying? Go Hoosiers. But Illinois You never know how they'll play. They beat Penn State in nine overtimes last year. And then IU got blown out to teams like Purdue. How is IU going to recover is my biggest question on week one. How are they going to recover from last year? Taiwan Mullen coming back is a great addition for the Hoosiers. Sean Shivers, the short little guy from Auburn. I'm so excited to see him, man. Um, He's really shifty. If you get a hand on him, then he's probably not going to be that hard to break down, but it's hard to get a hand on him, especially because he played SEC football too, which really, really excites me because if you play SEC football and then transfer to Indiana, kind of like Ryder Anderson did last year. He came from Ole Miss, went to Indiana, started at defensive end. That's a good addition for us. Illinois though,
1: my score prediction at the moment, I would say, knowing the spread
0: in Vegas, Hoosiers minus five and a half, I don't think it's going to be a shootout or anything because I don't feel that any of these two programs absolutely build offenses that are just going to light it up, as you would see with SEC offenses or Ohio State or Clemson. None of those. So I'm going to say, Indiana wins 24 to 14. I'm going to say Indiana wins 24 to 14. Um, TV's on FS1, Radio IU Radio Network. Don Fisher coming up on his 50th year calling IU Sports. That's amazing. Don Fisher has been announcing Indiana games before my parents were born. That's actually crazy. So, congrats to Don Fisher for announcing that 50th year it's going to be so sad when he retires because i i can't handle anybody else to listen to besides don fisher and the re but back to the illinois game the reason why i say 24 14 is because i don't think that either of these teams are necessarily phenomenal right i feel like week one is almost kind of a molding week for both teams so if Indiana's going to get it together, they got to get it together week one.
1: Because I ain't going into Big Ten play
0: not being prepared to play. You know, we want to run all the wrong routes because our freshman receivers don't know the playbook. We want to have the wrong blocking schemes. Our defense wants to have the wrong assignments. They're going to run to the wrong zone. They're going to run the wrong blitz, run through the wrong gap. I want all of that to be gone week one. Heck, I don't want any of that. And I'm sure none of the IU coaching staff wants it either, but everybody's going to make mistakes. We're all human.
1: I think we know that. So it's going to happen. It better happen week one. And I
0: know you're saying, well, whoa, we got Idaho the next week. Oh, I know that. Idaho, we should beat regardless. We're in the Big Ten. They're an FCS school in the big sky. We should win no matter how many mistakes we have, unless we absolutely just wet the bed so bad that it's one of the worst college football performances ever. Otherwise, we should win. That's why the Kings need to get out week one.
1: Because I don't want to be messing with
0: you know, the wrong blocking schemes and techniques and blitzes and players doing just things that are wrong on the field two weeks before we travel to Cincinnati to play the Bearcats.
1: If we are doing things wrong two weeks before we play at Cincinnati, we're screwed. It takes a while to learn plays. I've played football before.
0: And if you're going to be a really, really good player, if these boys want to have a shot at playing in the NFL, they better know the whole playbook. The safeties better know what the corners, what the linebackers, what the D linemen, but more importantly, what they're doing every single play. Linebackers got to know what the D line safeties and corners are doing. D line's got to know what the safeties, corners and linebackers are doing. Corners got to know what safeties, linebackers, D line are doing. You know what I mean? Everybody's got to know everybody's job because it's a lot easier to help out each other when you know everybody's job.
1: So I'm going to say 24-14, a
0: W against Illinois, because I think our defense is going to be nastier than our offense with our returning guys, which is really
1: encouraging to me. But
0: I do think that we could – Potentially leave off some points on the board because our offense may make a few mistakes there. I feel like we could have won 34 to 14 or 31 to 14, but our quarterback makes the wrong read, receiver runs the wrong route, all just stuff we can work out next week at practice. So 24 14 W against Illinois. Moving on to the Vandals, Idaho. I was actually at that game last year when Idaho came to Bloomington and we destroyed them as we should every single year. This game should be a W-2, and I don't think anybody's going to disagree with me on that. You could disagree with me on the Illinois game, but you shouldn't. I mean, come on. IU should be Illinois in football. I I feel like IU football does have more of a culture than Illinois football. When students in Champaign go to Illinois football games, they don't think, when it's Big Ten play, I should say, They don't think that they're gonna win very often. It's just an excuse to tailgate and drink. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that's that's what it is. And theoretically, some seasons it could be the same for IU, but two seasons ago it wasn't for the very few people that went. And last year, people thought we were gonna win because of our season in 2020, but ended up not being the case. Idaho should be a win. I'm gonna say we're gonna win that 42 to 17. I will give Idaho 17 points because I think that the second team and third team guys are going to come in at the end of the game against the Idaho first team guys. And I just feel like it'll be garbage time. It should be like 42 to 10 or 42 to seven or something. And then Idaho will score on the very last drive of the game, just some garbage time like that. But I'm not going to say that they're not going to score because college teams score college teams know how to put points on the board that's one thing they're very very good at especially in the sec but i know will put points on iu trust me they will and then western kentucky that is our first noon game of the year so right now we're 2-0 w against illinois 24-14 w against idaho 42-17 to Western Kentucky,
1: I'm actually thinking about this
0: one, y'all, because Western Kentucky almost beat us last year with Michael Penix. Sometimes I worry that IU is not going to have the firepower to beat a team like Western Kentucky, who's good in their conference, like their group of five, But Western Kentucky doesn't even get that bad recruits. But
1: Western Kentucky, they're good. They're
0: good. They did lose Bailey Zapp, which is a very concerning issue for me to put the Hilltoppers to beat the Hoosiers. If Bailey Zapp was there, I probably would say that Western Kentucky beats us. But he's gone. And last year was in western kentucky's campus it was in um i I forgot their city that they're in too what city is western kentucky and it's the name of another city but it's not even like on the west side of kentucky it's weird it's like almost in the middle i'm gonna say a w i'm gonna
1: say a w against western kentucky because
0: bailey zap's gone is my sole reason for that if bailey zap's gone there's no reason we shouldn't beat them. There's no reason we should not beat Western Kentucky. Because last year, quite frankly, we played like crap and we still beat them. Conference USA is their conference. I just thought of it. Um, And Bailey Zapp tore us up last year. And Michael Penix did not play good at all, nor did the rest of the team. And that's where I kind of knew – IU season was going to be in the dirt because if we can't beat a team like Western Kentucky, then it's wraps. It's different when we have a team like Illinois in the Big Ten competing against us. Western Kentucky is a team in the conference USA. They are somebody that we should beat 10 times out of 10. I don't care how bad or how good a Conference USA team is, IU should beat them 10 times out of 10 because we're a Big Ten school. Um, and Bowling Green is their college town. I was thinking of Bowling Green, Ohio. So that's why I said it's the name of someone else. Yeah, Bowling Green. And then we should be 3-0. You know, and then my score prediction for that, I say we win 35-24. to 24 against Western Kentucky, 3-0, not even close to being in the top 25. Then we play at Cincinnati. And this one's interesting to me. If we figure everything out, if everybody on offense knows what everybody's doing and everybody on defense knows what everybody's doing, Cincinnati could be a win, y'all, because they lost both their corners, Kobe Bryant and, obviously, Sauce Gardner. They lost Alec Pierce to the Colts. Alec Pierce to the Colts, yes, sir. And then they lost their quarterback, Desmond Ritter, and they also lost Dorian Beavers, their defensive end. So they took some key pieces away from their team. Can they recover, though? Well, their recruits are better. Their culture in Cincinnati is better than Bloomington. And it's our first road game. How is our offense going to react on the road? Especially if Indiana's 3-0 and and we almost beat them last year. Cincinnati, I mean, it's going to be a pretty loud environment. Nippert Stadium gets pretty loud. Whenever um, an American team in the American Athletic Conference wants to
1: host a Big Ten team and their permission was
0: granted to host a Big Ten team, Dude, Nippert Stadium is getting loud. Anytime Cincinnati has a chance to beat a Power 5 school, they're going to get loud. They're going to get loud. And it doesn't matter whether it's Vanderbilt, whether it's UConn, UMass. They want a chance to beat a Power 5 team. Well, technically UConn and UMass aren't in the Power 5 because they're independent. But whether it's Vanderbilt or whether it's Alabama, they're going to get super, super loud. I don't think we'll be able to handle it. I don't think whoever our quarterback is is going to be able to work under pressure. I think we're going to make some mistakes, careless mistakes. I'm going to say that's an L, but I do think it's going to be closer than people think. I think Indiana loses 28 to 21 on the road at Cincinnati. Then the week after that, We play in Lincoln at Nebraska. This one's tough, too. Nebraska, historically, is a great football program. They haven't been good in the past, but we're talking about a team that's rebuilding. The whole state is for Nebraska football, y'all. The whole entire state of Nebraska. Now, I know their population isn't as big as – states who have big 10 schools but think about it almost every single person in Nebraska likes the Cornhuskers because they don't have another college that plays football there the only other school in Nebraska is really Creighton and they don't have a football team unless they do like Butler has a football team but I don't you don't hear about Creighton football if they even have a team Right. And then there's Omaha University, which obviously is the same thing as Creighton. So Nebraska is the biggest thing in the state of Nebraska.
1: Their stadium gets a lot of Memorial Stadium as well. Um, It's. I don't think this one's going to be close. I think the Huskers take the W. Forty two. To seventeen. I really
0: don't think it's gonna be close. Actually, I'll, I'll die that down a little bit. I think they'll win 35 to 17. That sounds a little bit better. 42 points is a little much for a team that struggled in the past. I think they'll win 35 17, 18 point loss for the Hoosiers.
1: Now we're down to three and two. Not looking too
0: good. But hey, we still have a winning record at this point, right? Until our homecoming game, October 8th, against Michigan. A noon game. Michigan made it to the college football playoff last year, got stomped by Georgia, but that's okay because Georgia won the
1: championship, right?
0: This one's not going to be close either. This, I'm not this one's not going to be close, y'all. Um, it's not gonna be close. Michigan is just a football program. Really, they are. They're a football program. They have way better recruits than IU does. They have more history than IU does. They have more fans, right? I mean, it's just just something that I'm not ashamed of if they get killed. It's Michigan, man. They'll probably be ranked like number six or seven in the nation, I would say, at the time. And then, no, I'd say, I was going to ask, are they going to be our first ranked matchup of the year? But I wouldn't say so. I think Cincinnati will be ranked like 17 or 18. Michigan will be ranked six or seven. I think this is also an L. And I'm going to say this one's 38 to 21. And I know that's closer than the Nebraska score. But I think that the score is going to be a lot closer than what the game actually says in this one. I think that Michigan's just going to dominate IU on both levels, so they're going to move down to three and three. Then we're going to go to College Park on October fifteenth, a Saturday, and play the Terrapins. Actually, I'm sorry, that's that's a home game. We're not going to College Park. We went to College Park last year. That game is in Bloomington on October fifteenth, a Saturday. I think they bounce back. I think they win this one. Maryland is also not a very good football program. We played at Maryland two years ago. And actually, was it was it last year? No, I think it yeah, it was last year. Yeah, I think we did play at Maryland last year. Either last year or two years ago. Two years ago, Penix hurt his knee. Yeah, it was last year. We played them at home. That would make sense. Yeah, because we alternate. Okay. Maryland's in Bloomington, and I was mentioning at their stadium because I was wanting to think because they don't have people that are at their stadium, legit, like when IU played Maryland, there was like nobody there, you would think it's in the COVID year, although it was still kind of recovering, but like people were still allowed to go, it was only like half the stadium there y'all, I was like dang, at least I thought students were going to be here for like the first and second quarter and then leave, but nah, nobody was there. Really, nobody was. I think this is going to be a win, though. I think we went 35 to – actually, nah. I think we – I think we went 31 to 24 against Maryland. 31-24 in Bloomington. We moved back up to 4-3. and Maryland is probably a little better program than us, but I think since it's at home, we're going to play a little better. We always play better at home than we do on the road. So I do think that we're going to probably play one of our best games of the year on that game. When move up to four and three, then we're going to go at Rutgers in Piscataway, October 22nd, a Saturday, that game's at noon. This one's difficult for me. Because Rutgers football is high key on the rise. I ain't going to lie to y'all. Rutgers football is
1: on the rise. They really, really are. They're getting better, y'all. Rutgers football is getting better. I'm a hometown guy, man. You know what I'm
0: saying? If I'm up in the air, I'm not picking us to lose. If you're not biased, you're probably going to pick Rutgers, but I got to go with my boys in the cream and crimson, man. I'm not going to sit up here and clown them and tell them they're going to win four football games. We're trying to get back to bowl season and win a bowl game, baby. This game is super, super even, I feel like, although Rutgers is getting better. This is going to be a super close game. I think the Hoosiers pull out the win 24 to 21 in Piscataway. We move up to five and three. One more win away from a bowl game. And our four games left are Penn State at Ohio State, at Michigan State, and Purdue. Versus Penn State, I'm going to keep it 100 with y'all. We're not going to win that. Penn State. Is going to come back to Bloomington for the first time since Penix reached out and upset him two years ago. And that's how the journey of 2020 IU football started. I think we lose that game 40 38 to 20. I say we lose that game 38 to 20. At Ohio State, that is not even going to be close either. You're going to have to play against probably a Heisman finalist in C.J. Stroud, unless something goes wrong and he gets hurt or something. As a matter of fact, you're going to have to play against two Heisman finalists, in my opinion, defensively for IU. You're going to have to play C.J. Stroud and Jackson Smith and Java in Columbus.
1: This game could potentially be detrimental to the program. This game could seriously cost IU football like some serious media time y'all. Not in the good way. Not in the good way. I'm being dead serious when I say this. I think IU loses this game. I think IU loses this game 51 to 28. Yeah. Yeah, I think
0: IU seriously loses 51 to 28. I I think Ohio State puts up 51 on us, y'all. And I'm a fan of this team. I don't like saying that. It's easy for me to say if I'm a Purdue fan. In fact, they would probably have Ohio State putting up more against us. They would probably have us losing to Rutgers. It's tough for me to say, but I got Ohio State dropping 51 on us. Offensively, I think we do a little better that game. We put up 28, but the second team, guys, for Ohio State, again, is probably going to come in. I think Ohio State gets in the college football playoff this year. I do. I I seriously think that this is their year they get back into the college football playoff. Yeah, I'm not changing that prediction. I seriously think we lose 51-28 to in Columbus. And then we go to East Lansing.
1: So what is that? Now we're five and four. Yeah. Then we go to East Lansing. No, no, no. Five. Or wait, so wait, we
0: are five and four. Okay, we're five and... I don't know. I'll I'll, I'll tally it up at the end. Now we go to East Lansing to play at Michigan State. They're also going to be good this year. I think that this one's actually close, though. I think that we lose 35 to 31 in East Lansing, because Michigan State is building a culture with Mel Tucker that has been pretty – I mean, they had a really good season last year. They beat Michigan. They had a really, really good season last year. They couldn't beat Ohio State, but it wasn't even close either, as a matter of fact. But still a really good season for them. But I I think we lose 35-31. At this point, we're five and
1: six, which means that we're going to have to host the Purdue Boilermakers to have a bowl game berth on the line. If we beat Purdue, we go to a bowl game. If we lose, our season's over.
0: November 26th on a Saturday, time to be announced. It's probably going to be a 12 or 3.30 game. It won't be prime time at all because that's rivalry week.
1: If you are listening to DW Sports right now, and you seriously thought with the bull
0: game berth on the line, Indiana Hoosiers 5-6, and six, One win away from clinching a bowl game berth. And we're playing the Purdue Boilermakers. And you're sitting down or standing up or laying down, whatever you're doing. If you're listening to the show or watching it on YouTube, and you had a thought in your mind that I was going to pick the Purdue Boilermakers to end the Hoosier season, you don't know the show well enough. You don't know the show well enough. I would never pick Purdue to end IU season, ever Use taking the dub. We are beating the Boilermakers in Bloomington. We are going to a bowl game. We finished the season six and six,
1: and we beat Purdue 27
0: to 21. Purdue has a shot at the end of the game to drive down the field. They're down 27 21 with the ball with two minutes and 30 seconds to go. And Taiwan Mullen makes an interception with like 30 seconds to go and Purdue's on the 20-yard line. Game over. Hoosiers are going back to a bowl game. And that is that. Don't ever think that I will ever... Don't think that I will ever pick Purdue to end IU season because that will never happen for me. I don't care if we're the worst team in college football and they're ranked number one that year and we're playing in West Lafayette. I would never pick Purdue to end IU season. Never. And as IU fans listening to this, you should neither. We beat Purdue 27-21, clench a bowl game. And then when the bowl game comes, I'll predict that. Please just don't give us another SEC team, for the love of God. Please don't give us, like, South Carolina or somebody that we're probably going to win six or seven games again. Like, just don't. Don't be that guy. Kind of like how they gave us Ole Miss. Like, just, bro. And then Tennessee, the pass bowl game before that. Like, quit giving us SEC teams, man.
1: Come on. Hoosiers finished 6-6. Six and six. Great season. Great bounce back season for them. And that's the end of the schedule. So,
0: I'll see you guys next episode which is tomorrow, Sunday. Make sure you're following our social medias to enter the giveaway that's coming soon. I will announce the winner on my social media and I'll let you know all the details and how that stuff works as the time comes. But I will see you guys tomorrow. Have a fun weekend. Peace out.